So hello, Diamond. How are you doing? I am well. How are you? I'm great. I'm so glad that you decided to be on my podcast today. Girl, I'm so glad you asked me. Thank you for inviting me. Well, as you know, the podcast deals with empowering women and it also um, wants to kind of shed some light on that. You know, we are all in this together and we are all having some of the same um, success and some of the same struggles and some of the same doubts and fears. And and we just all want to just kind of share with uh, mothers around just to let them know that you know, you have some people that are just like you and you're not, again, like in this alone. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, So I am the mother of four beautiful girls. Um, My husband and I, my baby daddy, (laughs) been married for a little over 12 years. Now we live in the Dallas area, about 30, 40 miles east of Dallas. Um, and I mean, you know me because you're my cousin. <laughs> so just happy to be here and to share um, in the experience of, and journey of motherhood, you know, and faith. So that's me. I work right. in the financial services industry. I have been doing that also for about 12 years. Um, I specifically in vendor management. And I also lead our employee resource groups and our diversity and inclusion efforts for my full-time job in corporate America. So I'm big on diversity too. Um, in addition to being a mother and different sports my kids do volleyball and soccer and all that so I stay busy (laughs) right um have you done a lot of additional outside things with diversity lately uh well not not lately in the pandemic but over the last 12 years absolutely so um I've partnered with organizations such as the National Diversity Council the Texas Diversity Council um Diversity Inc Uh, A couple of years ago, actually, former President Barack Obama was one of the guest speakers of the National Diversity Council conference, and I was over the vendor exhibits for that um, for that event. And so that was quite an experience to to be a part of that. Right. Okay. so you mentioned you were a mother of four, but you just got through mentioning like a host of things that you volunteer for that you manage with your kids and things like that. So how are you handling motherhood in the midst of COVID? Oh, a lot of prayer. <laughs> like I wake up in the morning. I try to anyway. First thing in the morning is to get up and try to meditate and do a devotional because I realize that if I wake up and my spirit's not right, it kind of sets the tone for the entire day. Um, so I really try to just wake up and do some type of meditation devotion, even if it's just five or 10 minutes, just to get my mind together and focus on what needs to be done. With school about to start, um, I've already started planning and, and everything on what our day will look like as a family. Um, so, you know, I have the plan of they'll wake up at a certain time and then I'll have them dress and breakfast and even though they're not leaving the house, still, you know, getting fully dressed and together because they'll be doing the virtual experience where they'll have the, the video conferencing. Um, so we'll try to do devotion as a family at the table over breakfast. Just try to um, duplicate some of the things that I remember my mom doing with my brother Malcolm when we were growing up. She made sure that we did the little daily bread booklet every single morning before school. We will be sitting there like 
face in the cereal, but we were there together, you know, doing our daily bread to start our day off. And so really just trying to duplicate all the good stuff from, from, you know, what I remember my mom doing. Right. Right. We, we, we have some dynamic examples as mothers. I know, um, just thinking about how much time I spend with my girls trying to make sure that they know the word is a challenge sometimes because I'll wake up early in the morning and take care of myself and read the word Mm -hmm. and do all that. But then I realize, okay, I have to teach them how they need this for themselves when they get older and make sure that they're spending that time as well. Right. Cause we can't, we can't carry them the whole way. Right. Like I went through, a time in my teenage years that I really strayed, but you train up a child in a way they can grow where they should go and they'll return back to it, you know? So just setting the foundation, we can't cover them their whole lives, but at least just setting that foundation to where they know what to fall back on if they ever get to a point where they, you know, kind of go a little way where um, they'll always come back. And so just trying to set that foundation best I can. Right, right. That is so important. So um, speaking of setting that foundation and, you know, things like that. What were some wise words that someone ever shared with you? Like any words of wisdom that you try to live by? Oh, yeah, man. So a a lot. Like I've been blessed to be just surrounded by a lot of strong women, strong men um, in my life. But I remember one time in particular, I was sitting outside. So my oldest daughter is a freshman in high school now. But when she was in middle school, I remember we have to wake up at like six o'clock in the morning. I have to be, you know, be at the school for that volleyball practice at six. I'm sorry, wake up at like five because she had to be at the school at six. And then at the end of the day, she would have after school practice too. And I remember sitting in my car in after school practice, I have a bag full of mail um, in my planner in one hand. I'm trying to thumb through everything, uh, writing party invitations um, into my calendar. And they have games on this day. And this daughter has pictures on this day and all that. And I remember just sitting there like, oh, my God, I cannot do this. Like, this is impossible. And for some reason, my godmother popped into my head. My godmother, she's um, she's she's now deceased. Um, she battled cancer multiple times. Um, but unfortunately, we lost her um, last year. But um, I remember calling her and I had the opportunity to call her and speak with her. And she was waking up from a nap. And I was like, oh, ain't Sandra. Like, how do you do it? Like, I just got so much to do. And she's like, girl. You just take it day by day. Your kids are your ministry. So all the stuff that you're trying to keep up with, you might have to put that on the back burner because your kids are your ministry. And that that sticks with me. Like, I love to serve. I have a, my spiritual gift is service. I love um, volunteering and going on mission trips and stuff. But right now, my offspring are my ministry. And so that's what I have to focus on. I have to kind of let that go for now. Um, and I'll come back to it once. My kids are a little less dependent on me, but that's it. Just focus on my ministry right now. Right. Um, I interviewed another person that actually expounded on that a little bit. She was like, mothers should raise their children, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that sometimes we get caught up in the career world. And I know um, I'm guilty of it. I remember um, one time I was just going and going and going and, my mother-in-law has been a really big help in our life. And um, one time she just kind of asked, she said, you know, you do a lot of running. And I was just like, well, yes, ma'am. I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to make it. You know, I was just like, I just have to get the hustle going, you know. And she kind of looked at me like, is that the wisest thing? But she didn't really say it. 
but I knew that's what she was trying to say. So I stopped and I just said, okay, Jennifer, let me think through this. And I started trying to be more intentional about the time that I was spending with my girls. And I was like, okay, so when I do spend time with it, is it with them, is it valuable time or is it just that we're watching TV? So then when we would spend time together, I would try to make sure that at least I tried to instill some type of little nugget to the, in them. Um, maybe it was learning something new or especially during COVID, um, teaching them how to cook on their own or, you know, how you can really find pleasure in like a book and not necessarily have to watch TV, you know, mm-hmm. just other things or just um, observing nature, you know, or making sure that you have time for yourself and going for a walk and breathing, you know, just having that relaxation time, just letting them know how to prioritize. I mean, it was a lot of things that I realized that I needed to start doing um, because they are, you know, growing up and I have to pour into them. So yeah, your children are definitely your ministry. Yeah. Um, that was a good point. Okay. So as, as we continue, like, what made you go into finance? Um, we talk a lot about aspirations and dreams and goals and things like that. So what um, made you go into the field that you're in? You know what? I'm just going to be honest. It found me. Like, <laughs> so my degree actually was in criminology and criminal justice. My, like I said, I have a passion for service. And also when I was a, a teenager, maybe my junior, senior year, I went a little wayward um, and I saw an opportunity to use that as a testimony, the things that I went, because I've been very fortunate and very blessed. A lot of the things that I did and experienced in high school um, could have completely went different, you know, in adulthood. I look at some of the friends and peers that I, um, I grew up with, not all of them, but some of them I look at and I'm just like, man, like we were, you know, the best of friends and we're completely different now. Um, so anyway, when I went to college, I studied criminology and criminal justice. So the idea was to kind of be like a transition home of a sort for troubled teens. If they were to go into a, a juvenile detention center before they went home, they would just, you know, come and stay at a transition home with me to where I can teach them like different etiquette and how to prepare for a job and just get acclimated back to being back in, you know, the main society or whatever. So that was what initially the the plan was well after graduation less than a year after graduation um my husband who was not my husband then but um we actually had our oldest daughter brooklyn um and so in my mind well you can't raise a baby in a halfway house because then something might happen and then you know what's the point because you know this might (laughs) i'll end up in jail for lack of a better word but um anyway we kind of had to move some things around um and i just have friends of friends of mine who were working for a mortgage company and just kind of helped to prepare my resume i had a lot of transitional skills that kind of put me in a position where i was a good fit for um an underwriter position when in that went in that role, excelled at it, and the rest is history. Um, I've just kind of been moving along and um, kind of progressing in the financial services industry. And so I have experience in the mortgage and commercial banking and vendor management and different facets 
the financial services industry. So it's right. kind of out of me. It's that's interesting because a lot of times, you know, we think we have just a perfect plan. But who knows, you may be able to um, work something out to where you still can do a nonprofit or fund those um, halfway homes or homes for teenagers. I mean, who knows? Definitely. I do a lot of mentoring Mm -hmm. now. I've had um, opportunities to be a big for the Big Brothers, Big Sisters. There's um, partnerships with the Dallas Independent School District that I've gone into schools and mentored um, some of the high school students help to do some mock interviews and, and things like that. And so I definitely, I'm definitely still try to, to mentor in that piece. Right. Yeah. Okay. So um, we're going to play like a little game of this or that just to kind of get to know Diamond a little better. Um, let's say for instance, if we're leaving from all those activities from your girls, um, would you stop at Chick-fil-A or McDonald's? Chick-fil-A all day. <laughs> okay uh are you coffee or tea which one do you prefer I actually like both um I drink coffee I, I guess I drink black coffee almost every morning that's probably not the best to say but I do drink uh just black coffee every morning but I'm from Texas so I love some sweet tea <laughs> right right that southern part has to come out there <laughs> yeah baby <laughs> Yes. Okay. Um, what type of vacation do you prefer? More like nature or going to the beach or let's say traveling away like to another country? Oh, definitely another country. Like I, I love the beach, but it's actually on my bucket list to, to take my girls to experience every continent. I've had the pleasure of going to Asia. Um, I've been to China and Hong Kong and um, Nigeria. And I want my girls to experience that my number three really wants to go to Paris. I do too. So at some point, um, many years down the line, at least a couple um, because of the pandemic that we're in now, but I definitely want to take them to to Europe. Anything that requires me to get a passport stamp, I'm here for it. (laughs) Right. Okay. Um, If you're trying to relax, let's say, for instance, would you be more of a Netflix person or going to the movies? Netflix and chill. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of relaxation and chilling, um, do you have any self-care tips that you would like to share with our audience? Well, I mentioned meditation, right? I wake up and I do that. Um, a friend of mine just recently challenged me to running 60 miles in the month of August, so two miles a day. So I've been doing pretty good with that. I don't think I've ran this much ever in my life. But prior to that, <laughs> my mother and you know my mom, she's a she's a yogi, so she loves yoga, right? Um, mm-hmm. And it's actually very um, very peaceful. It's something about like the soft spoken word of it, and then the music, and then just stretching and just being quiet time. So I enjoy yoga quite a bit, also. Okay. Um, are you listening to any other podcast or reading any good books that you would like to share? Well, I've already told you I've been listening. I've, I've heard all of the Mother Edition podcasts. So kudos to you for doing this because this really has been a blessing um, just to hear that there's other mothers and to just get the nuggets that, that other moms are sharing. Um, and it's mm-hmm. mothers in different seasons of life, right? Like I've heard, I heard, um, some women who had grandchildren and then others who had young kids like me and so it's just really a blessing to to have that we have single mothers married mothers and 
um, blended families. So this is definitely a podcast that I quite a bit enjoy. Um, other podcasts like um, Emmanuel Acho. I don't know if you've heard Uncomfortable Con Conversations with a Black Man. I love that. It's a really good one. I'm going to have to check that out. Yes, indeed. Um, I also enjoy just hearing different um, speakers like Jackie Hill Perry, Priscilla Shire, of course, Dr. Evans. I grew up at Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship. So um, Dr. Evans, Sarah Jakes Roberts, um, Jeremy Foster out of Houston, Michael Todd out of Oklahoma. Just anytime I have a moment to just listen to some word, um, I, I just take it. So really the podcast that I listen to are a lot of, a lot of pastors. Um, and teachers and then of course Emmanuel Acho is just I like the conversations around race and it's it's positive conversations that he's having so mm -hmm. I like those um as far as books some of the time that I spend with my girls we make a point to sit on the couch um and everybody just gets a book we have four so everybody has their own chapter book that they're reading um and I'll help the youngest she'll kind of sit next to me she is reading um it's a collection by a young lady named Elena Pitts. I don't know if you've seen the movie War Room, but it's the right. little girl that was in that movie. She has a book collection that she wrote with her mom. She's um, So Skylar's reading the first book called Hello Stars um, by Elena Pitts and her mom. Um, Brooklyn is reading the Harry Potter collection. We were supposed to be doing a book club, but she kind of, it's taken her a while on that. So she's reading that with us as, as we... Um, as we meet as a family. My number two is doing Nancy Drew. She's reading some Nancy Drew books. And then Kennedy is reading a book or just finished reading a book called A Long Way Down. Um, and a couple of books that I like. So my brother wrote a book many years ago. It's called We Need Your Piece of the Puzzle and it's P-E-A-C-E. -E. Mm -hmm. And um, he's, he's in Michigan, so I don't get to see or talk to him as much. So sometimes I just like to put, pick up his book and reread it. I think this is my third time reading it now. And then also a book from Priscilla Shire called Awaken. It's more of a devotional book. So right, I, I have of, that one. Okay, yeah, I kind of go back and forth between that one because that's kind of like a day-to-day. I'll pick it up and actually do the workbook of it. So um, my two would be We Need Your Peace and Awaken. And then the girls, of course, I just kind of right. tag along with them as we sit on the couch and read together. <laughs> right, well, you have just shared a, a wealth of information for our audience. Hopefully they will pick up some of those same books and read that with their kids and um, maybe follow some of the practices that you mentioned as well. Um, we're just having that stop and read time. You know, that is important because the more that, you know, kids read, the more educate, you know, information that they get and then the more intelligent they become, mm -hmm. you know, that mm -hmm. knowledge is power. Definitely. So before we kind of close out, do you have anything else you would like to share with our audience? Um, just to, just to reiterate that momming is hard, right? Momming is hard, but we're tough, we're resilient. And just the fact that we are, that we are asking these questions and answering these questions and having this dialogue already means that we're doing, you know, more than someone else that doesn't care, right, about being a mom. And so, if anybody is listening to these and just kind of feels overwhelmed or anything like that, just know that you are killing it. You're doing an awesome job. Um, if you ever need anybody to talk to or pray with, I know that you make yourself available, but 
anybody can inbox me on Instagram or Facebook at Diamond Sanders or Diamond V Sanders, V Victoria. I'm here to, I love to just share my testimony um, with people and to pray with people because I've been through quite a lot and I've just really been fortunate and I love to share. So thank you again for inviting me. Oh, thank you for joining me. Okay, well, if there's nothing else, I want you to have a blessed day. Cool beans, you too. Thank you, Jennifer. I'll talk to you later. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Our sponsorship today comes from Growth Achieved. Growth Achieved is an educational resource that provides a variety of learning outlets to enhance a child's foundation. Growth Achieved covers enrichment, critical thinking, skill building, and social and emotional growth. Please visit growthachieved.org to find out more. You can also check them out on Instagram and Facebook. Hey moms, are you tired of not knowing what to do? Do you have some life-changing decisions that you have to make and don't know of anyone else who has experienced it? Listen in to this podcast as we interview mothers for season two. You are sure to hear some great advice.